I think, I think that the NFL might be in a little bit of trouble here. I know if I'm Michael Irvin, I would be considering the possibility of including the NFL in my lawsuit, and I'll tell you why. Let's break this case down into a hypothetical scenario that all of us can relate to. Let's say that you're a tenured employee working for a large corporation. You have a high profile in the company. Maybe you're a regional vice president who has been with the company over 20 years. Every year in December, the company organizes an end-of-year awards ceremony down in Orlando. The company rents out a resort. They give out awards to people at the top of their division or whatever. While you're at the ceremony in Orlando, you have a brief encounter with a young intern. You have never met this young lady before. Perhaps she is asking you for career advice, or maybe she's just introducing herself to you, one of the higher-ups in the company. This encounter, it's over in less than a minute. You've been heavily drinking all night. You're ready to go to bed. You exchange pleasantries and you head up to your room. Following day, the young woman is accusing you of sexual harassment. Since you have a solid reputation, most people skeptical of this accusation. But then, without notice, without an investigation, the company fires you, which immediately gives validity to this woman's claim. That is similar to what happened last month to Michael Irvin. I told you guys when this story broke that the NFL screwed up here. The NFL overreacted. When they decided to remove Michael Irvin from covering the Super Bowl, whether it was intentional or not, the NFL sent a strong message. We have doubts about the innocence of Michael Irvin. Now, some people think because of Michael Irvin's past, numerous accusations of sexual misconduct, all of which were unsubstantiated, some people think maybe that was the reason the NFL acted so quickly. Some believe this is an example of the NFL having a zero-tolerance policy on claims of any kind of sexual nature. You distance yourself from the accused just to be safe. Conduct an investigation, sort out everything later. Both of those are a possibility, but in my opinion, I think there is one reason and one reason only the NFL overreacted to this accusation against Michael Irvin. Marriott is one of their biggest sponsors. Marriott and the NFL, they have been in business together for many, many years. Actions have consequences. Oftentimes, your actions have unintended consequences. The NFL essentially backing these accusations it could have destroyed the reputation of Michael Irvin. Most men fear finding themselves in a situation like this because all it takes is one false allegation to destroy a legacy that you have spent a lifetime building. We are over four weeks into this saga between Michael Irvin, the NFL, and the Marriott. Yet for some reason, the identity of this woman remains unknown. The media is calling her Jane Doe. Why? Last I checked, if you decide to accuse someone publicly of serious charges of this magnitude, the person you're accusing, they have the right to know the identity of their accuser. You can't just throw the rock, then hide your hand. Michael Irvin deserves to know who is accusing him. Also, where's the video? This entire altercation was caught on film. Why hasn't the video been released publicly? Are they trying to hide something? Do not underestimate the lengths that these powerful organizations will go to just to save face. Over the last week, we talked a lot about the situation with Jackie Mahomes. That alleged harassment happened, what was that, on a Saturday night a couple of weeks ago? Less than a week later, 
The accuser came forward publicly with her allegation after she had already spoken with Kansas City police. A couple of days after that, video released publicly. What is so different with the Michael Irvin scenario? What is so different? He doesn't even know what he's being accused of. Four weeks later, we still don't know what the hell Michael Irvin supposedly did. This, to me, reeks of a setup. This reeks of a cash grab. Aspen Vaughn, the woman accusing Jackie Mahomes of sexual assault, guess who she called first after the incident? She didn't call Patrick Mahomes. She didn't call TikTok or one of the clueless sponsors who pay the dancing queen not to endorse their products. The first call Aspen Vaughn made after this alleged incident with Jackie was to the Kansas City police. This unknown Ursula accusing Michael Irvin, her first call was to Marriott Management and their first call was to the NFL. If you're assaulted by a stranger, are you calling their boss? What the hell is their boss going to do? Fire them? Who cares? If there was any substance to these allegations against Michael Irvin, do you really think it would take this long for evidence to be released? All these questions I'm asking are similar to the questions Michael Irvin and his lawyer were asking this week. They held a press conference, which included the two witnesses who came forward defending Michael Irvin against this bullshit. During the witness testimony, Michael Irvin, he became emotional. I'm not sure why, but if I had to guess... These were emotions of appreciation and gratitude. Complete strangers taking time out of their day to defend your public reputation. Michael Irvin, he spoke at the press conference in his own defense. He tried turning this into a racial issue, which I didn't agree with that. Of course, that's all the media is deciding to focus on. Anytime a fresh shit sandwich of mythical racism is being served, the mainstream media, they ask for seconds. To me, race has absolutely nothing to do with this. This has everything to do with Michael Irvin's gender, or chosen gender, if you believe the wanker spankers. In their eyes, Michael Irvin chooses to identify with toxic masculinity. Michael Irvin. He referenced Emmett Till, almost comparing what's happening to him to what happened 70 or so years ago with Emmett Till. To me, that's a bit of a stretch, but I'll let you decide. Watch for yourself. This sickens me. This sickens me. Because in this great country, this takes me back to a time where a white man would accuse a black, a white woman would accuse a black man of something. And they would take a bunch of guys that were above the law, running the barn, put a rope around his foot and drag him through the mud and hang him by the tree. Not a thought about what would happen, not an investigation, not after repeated attempts of people trying to go and say, guys, here's what really happened. Here is what really happened. Here are witnesses that'll say this. Here's witnesses that'll say that. It's a we don't want to hear. We do not want to hear. How can you, how, how can I defend myself if I don't even know what I'm defending myself against? They asked me, they said, do you remember this girl you met in the lobby? I work and I live in hotels. I stay in hotels all year long from August to September. I meet people every day walking in and out of a lobby. I couldn't even tell you what she looked like. I don't know. I don't even know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about I'm supposed to do something. And I, it just, this just blows my mind. 
that in 2023, we still dragging and hanging brothers by a tree. That blows my mind that I have no opportunity to defend. I don't even know what I'm defending. Other than the Emmett Till comparison, Michael Irvin is absolutely right. How can a man defend himself against accusations of sexual harassment when he doesn't know what he's being accused of? Well, KC, this is obvious. He's being accused of sexual harassment. Oh, yeah? What did he do and who did he do it to? Does anyone know at this point? Was this unwanted touching? Did he pull a Jackie Mahomes and use his jujitsu training to grab her and kiss her? According to Michael Irvin's lawyer, the video evidence provided by Marriott, it clearly exonerates him. How does he know? Because he was allowed to watch it. Now, of course, they didn't send him a copy. They didn't want him to have the ability to release it publicly. Because they know if he did, both Marriott and the NFL are screwed. Again, I don't agree with Michael Irvin trying to turn this into a case of mythical racism. I'm cutting him some slack because I don't think he deserves to be going through all this bullshit. But like I said, this is a gender issue, not a racial issue. Back in 2018, Donald Trump said, it is a scary time in America for men, mainly young men. Now, this was during the height of the Me Too movement. Oh, some dude just told me I had nice eyes. Oh, girl, Me Too. Oh, my God, some guy brushed against my shoulder as we were both walking towards the bathroom. Oh, girl, Me Too. Because of my heightened sensitivity, no man is willing to talk to me. Oh, girl, Me Too. Where are all the real men? Where are the men who aren't afraid to approach a bad bitch? You know where all those real men are? They are with real women. With women who aren't looking to exploit toxic masculinity. When Donald Trump made this claim back in 2018, the mainstream media did what they do best. They attacked him. They threw out all the woke, vulnerable words. Misogyny, toxic masculinity, girl power, orange man bad. However, was there any substance to Donald Trump's claim? According to the EEOC, there were almost 100,000 cases of sexual harassment in the workplace filed between 2018 and 2021. Now, according to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, between 2 and 10% of claims are false. Now, that's kind of a wide margin, so let's just split the difference here and call it 6%. That means almost 6,000 men had their reputation ruined over a false claim of sexual harassment. Now, to be fair... 6%, that is not a large number. That means 94% of women are being truthful. But that doesn't change the fact that approximately 6,000 dudes were impacted negatively by false claims. If you're a public figure like Michael Irvin, the risk is even higher. Hell, you guys remember the Duke lacrosse scandal? The media destroyed those young men off the baseless claims of one woman. Months, or maybe it was a year or so later, that woman comes out and admits she made the entire thing up. All of a sudden, the media attention mysteriously disappears. If I am Michael Irvin, there is no way I can go back to working at the NFL Network. He is suing the Marriott for $100 million. I think the NFL should be included in the lawsuit. Now, I'm no lawyer. I have no idea how this works legally, but... The NFL does bear some responsibility here. If they didn't overreact, if they kept Michael Irvin on the air, 
This case probably doesn't receive the media attention that it got. As soon as they removed him and issued that press release talking about it, all eyes were on Michael Irvin. They gave validity to these allegations. What makes this even worse? You know Roger Goodell saw this video. If Michael Irvin's lawyer saw it, you know Roger Goodell has seen it. I mean, think about it. Higher-ups at Marriott call Roger Goodell, claiming Michael Irvin sexually harassed one of their employees in the hotel lobby. You really think Roger Goodell didn't ask for the video surveillance? We'll see what happens with this case, but for Michael Irvin, the damage has already been done. Even though it's not official yet, he has probably lost his job at the NFL Network. Even if they don't fire him, I doubt he wants to return. He lost his job at ESPN. Now, will another media outlet be willing to hire him? Probably. Eventually, after enough time has passed, I'm sure Michael Irvin could find work somewhere in the media. But why should he have to? If he didn't do anything wrong, why should his life have to change? If this accusation ends up being false, the accuser, she should be the one punished, not Michael Irvin. But give me your thoughts. What did you think about Michael Irvin comparing himself to Emmett Till? Do you think the NFL holds some responsibility for what's happening with him? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.